breaking news from KXAN News. And to that breaking news, we have multiple wildfires still burning as of this morning. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennan. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. The latest we have in Burnett County. Firefighters have been out there all night. This is near Water Street and State Highway 29. The Texas A&M Forest Service calling it the Wandering Oak Fire. It's burned at least 22 acres right now. As of last update overnight, 25% of it is contained. No buildings destroyed. Dozers built a fire line to help contain that fire. Then there are two other fires that continue to burn in Bastrop County. One started yesterday between Smithville and Flatonia off of Highway 95. The Mesquite Field Fire, as it's called, burned 37 acres, and that one is about 80% contained. Then the Powder Keg Pine Fire that started on Tuesday has burned 117 acres. It's 75% contained. It's near Bastrop East on Highway 71. The message from fire crews stay consistent as they continue to warn people about how dangerous these current dry conditions are. If you see smoke, call your local fire department immediately and let them know where the location is that they're seeing smoke. Be careful driving equipment, vehicles on the tall dry grasses because it doesn't take much for a spark to start a fire. And earlier yesterday, several fire agencies also rushed to a wildfire northeast of Georgetown. It started just before 2 in the afternoon near County Road 150 and FM 972. It burned about 60 acres, including a barn and a car. Well, going in-depth here, according to the Texas A&M Forest Service, over the past two weeks alone, firefighters have responded to 280 wildfires that burned nearly 10,000 acres. And that's because of the elevated fire danger that we are under, the hot and dry conditions that we see out there. And this is why you need to keep the tips that we're about to talk about in mind. Always listen to local burn bans and wait until weather conditions improve before you start any kind of fire outside. Avoid outdoor activities that could cause a spark, such as using heavy machinery and welding. Be sure to stay up to date to the weather conditions that we have. And if you do see a wildfire, report it as soon as you can. The quicker the response, the faster the response from first responders and the likelihood of lives being saved and property. It's important to remember the people putting their lives on the line to stop these fires. One burning near Houston sent three firefighters to the hospital. They were burned while trying to contain a fire in San Jacinto County. Definitely something that we're going to be focusing on today yeah. and for the next several days yeah. because there's really not an improvement. And, you know, the drought, that was over several weeks, several months that got us here. But it's the dry conditions, the heat that's pulling out more of that moisture from the vegetation. Let me show you what's going on with the wildfire danger today because, yeah, granted, it's not quite as high as yesterday, but it ain't good either. We have high to very high fire danger across central Texas here. Most of us within that high category, we want to make sure we're doing our part to make it as easy as possible on crews who are fighting an uphill battle, to be honest, because it's not even just us here in Central Texas. We've got high to very high fire danger across most of the state. So that's really going to put pressure on our resources we have here in Texas when it comes to reacting to those wildfires. Red flag warnings continue, and this isn't a surprise. The red flag warning starts at noontime, continues until 9 p.m. That's when those humidities drop to around 20 to 30 percent. It's also when we start to see 
winds coming out of the south southeast at about 10 to 15 miles per hour. Sometimes those gusts even reach up to 20 miles per hour. So we're thinking about our crews. We're praying for their safety. I'll tell you this morning, everything is quiet out there. There's no rain. There's no winds that are too noticeable. The Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Liberty Hill is showing me a clear sky for now. It's possible we see a little bit of those uh, little clouds come through by little. I'm just talking about here and there. It's not going to be a cloudy stretch by any sort of the imagination, but we'll take a little bit of cloud cover. We can get it because sometimes it holds our temperatures down. I think today we're still likely to get up to about 105 underneath that mix of sunshine and clouds, but it's still going to be way more sun than anything in the way of clouds, and we just don't have rain chances to talk about. Not yet, at least. The humidity, like I said, it mixes out in the afternoon, so that's why we're seeing those uh, more dangerous fire conditions, and you'll notice as the days go on, we see even lower humidity uh, as we get into the weekend, but it does start to come up. I've got unfortunate news, and that's the fact that that big old heat dome, that high pressure system's on the move, and it's going to be centered over Texas, and that means those temperatures starting to climb again. It gets hotter after today. More on that in your first morning forecast. Okay, Kristen, thank you so much for that. Suspended and impeached, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is heading to a courtroom today. It's the first time he's going to make an appearance in years. The federal court in Harris County confirms Paxton is set to be there in attendance facing multiple counts connected to a securities fraud investigation. This goes back to an indictment from 2015, and we have followed the long legal fight over where he should face trial, whether it be in Collin County or whether it's going to be in Harris County. This is a criminal proceeding that is separate from his impeachment trial that's set to start September 5th at the state capitol. We plan to have a crew at the courthouse today. We're going to let you know what happens on air and online at KXAN.com. Austin Public Health is seeing an uptick in COVID-19 in Travis County wastewater. The data shows it's present and has increased over the past six weeks, but it remains below the nationwide wastewater averages for COVID-19. While the COVID-19 national public health emergency ended, cases continued to persist in Travis County. Hospitalizations remain low, which experts attribute to vaccines. Right now, boosters are encouraged to protect those who are high risk and updated vaccines for everyone else are expected in the fall, according to the CDC. A traffic stop in Frisco goes horribly wrong. Why officers say they mistakenly pulled out a gun on a family. And Austin is trying to find ways to keep you cool, but how the work could start at the top of your home on the roof. Welcome back, everyone. We've got a live look outside for you of the many cameras that we have all over Central Texas, some in Buda, um, some up north, and this is over in Liberty Hill. To give you an idea of what it looks like out there, Chris is up with your weather in just the next few minutes. But first, a little further north of Austin in, in North Texas. Police Department there opened a review after officers pulled over a family and held them at gunpoint for what they thought was a stolen car. Cameras, they captured everything, including the apology. That's body camera footage from officers with the Frisco Police Department. This happened a week and a half ago. The innocent family was driving a car with an Arkansas tag, but officers entered in the license plate in their system when checking as being from Arizona. The family had come to town for a youth basketball tournament. And you could hear in the background the cries from the children in the car. The family cooperated, but the woman driving told the officer they had their own gun in the car 
and then that ultimately led more than seven minutes passing before officers holstered their weapons after recognizing, okay, they made a mistake and approaching the car. And you could hear the emotion in the father's voice as he turns away after the situation is finally de-escalated. Oh, we're so sorry that it happened like this. We had no intent on, on doing this, you know? The Frisco police sent a statement saying that apartments officers have received guidance. There are the cries from the driver. They said they received guidance and they're stressing that their officers need accuracy when reporting information. Scary situation. Okay, as our capital team traveled to Eagle Pass, see how dozens of migrants are making their way around the new buoys in the Rio Grande. Is a real blow against regulating short-term rentals in Austin. After a federal ruling, see its impact on the fate of Airbnbs here in Austin. Longhorn's training camp is underway. We'll hear from head coach Steve Sarkeesian on day one and some details on his quarterback's new look coming up. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. It is August the 3rd. Another hot day ahead. Heat advisory. What's the latest on that? Kristen has it when it comes to your details up ahead in her weather forecast. But first, the news registration at Austin Community College is paused. It's after nearly 10,000 students were dropped from enrollment basically overnight. ACC says it was a technical issue that caused the students to be dropped from their fall classes, and it's now working to get the issue fixed. It also closed its self-service platform until the system gets back online. So if you are an ACC student or you know someone who is, contact the ACC campus for help, the help desk for information. If you take birth control pills, there's a chance your medication may not be as effective. The pharmaceutical company behind the pill, Tidemi, is recalling two batches of the drug due to the risk of reduced effectiveness. Lupin and the Food and Drug Administration says the pills have a lower level of vitamin C, and that could reduce their effectiveness at preventing pregnancy. They say they have not received any reports of problems related to use of the pills. The affected batches were distributed between June 3rd of 2022 and May 31st of this year. They have expiration dates of either January or September 2024. Well, can you believe it? Tonight marks the return of the NFL season. The Cleveland Browns taking on the New York Jets in the annual Hall of Fame game right here on NBC. The preseason opener will be played just days before the 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame class is enshrined. And NBC News Kaylee Harton has a live report from Canton, Ohio ahead on today. Hey there and good morning from Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. These are some of the most hallowed grounds in all of sports. Ahead of this weekend's enshrinement ceremony, it is the unofficial kickoff to the NFL season tonight. Jets and Browns and coming up on today, we will tell you what it means to these teams to be a part of such a special event. There are going to be a lot of Jets fans and a lot of Browns fans packing this stadium. But as one Cowboys fan who made the trip told me, you just got to be a fan of the game. That's what makes you want to be here. A lot of excitement coming up right here from Canton, Ohio, coming up on today.
Oh that cowboy fan is going to be talking a little trash, I think. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be. No. <laughs> Keep it quiet. Yes. Just enjoy Play the cool. game. Play. I'm excited. Yeah, me Football's too. Football's back. Tonight. Why am I like getting emotional over here thinking about how quickly it's coming? Although I'll get yeah. emotional at the drop of the <laughs> Yeah, it's happening. It is happening soon enough. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because it doesn't quite feel like football weather yet, right? We are still in the thick of it with this summertime heat. Clouds and radar are not showing us anything too exciting right now, but the temperatures, technically speaking, a little cooler than what I showed you yesterday at this time. Upper 70s, low 80s, 82 Georgetown, 77 Bastrop, 79 Marble Falls, 79 not for our friends out in Lano. Temperatures, like I said, running about three to four degrees cooler than where we were yesterday at this time. I do expect this cooling trend to continue. Probably not uh, as much as four to five degrees cooler than yesterday afternoon, but maybe about one to two. And that leaves us with a forecast high of 105. Those south-southeast winds continue at about five to 15 miles per hour. And just for perspective, whenever I tell you the winds are mainly going to be sustained wind, so we can anticipate a few wind gusts closer to about that 20 mile per hour mark today. High temperatures area-wide, well, most of us above 100 degrees. We do have a few spots at that 99 mark, but I would say if it, just generally speaking, it is going to be hot because there's just enough humidity to bump us up to above 100 degrees, even with that heat index, if you're not looking at an air temperature of 99. So it's hot. It's dry. We continue to inch closer to the record for the longest stretch of 100 degrees or hotter we've ever recorded here in Austin yesterday, marked day 26. Today, we tie that record. Heat advisories up across central Texas. That's for temps to 105. Heat indices up to 112. That's mainly for my friends east of I-35. More humidity sitting over our eastern counties. The red flag warning has been reissued. This kicks in noontime today continues until 9 p.m. So basically, we've been telling you uh, all yesterday and we'll continue to do so today. The fire danger is too high to be able to afford any mistakes. So we have to be very vigilant about any outdoor activities, avoiding those that could even potentially put out a spark. Seven day forecast. I've got a high of 105 today. Remember I told you earlier how temperatures are getting hotter? Here's what I mean. It hurts to even look at, right? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all expected to be 107. Well, probably in at this point, it's expected to break the daily high record Saturday and Sunday, and then we'll probably do it again as we get into the middle of next week. All right. Thank you so much, Kristen. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve, our nation's emergency crude oil stockpile, is at a record low level. Last year, the Biden administration tapped into 180 million barrels of the reserve to help bring down gas prices. But experts say they are concerned the administration has yet to replenish the emergency oil supply. We're in a position where we might not have the energy that's needed to power kind of our country on a daily basis. The White House says the administration is committed to replenishing the reserve despite pulling out of a deal to buy 6 million barrels of oil because of market conditions. New buoy barriers in the Rio Grande have sparked lawsuits both from the Department of Justice and from a Texan claiming they are illegal and damaging to the river. Our team visited Eagle Pass this week where they got special access to the Rio Grande. Ryan Chandler, kayak to the buoys to bring us a closer look at the border. We live and die by how the river flows. It's beautiful. It can be beautiful. It used to be beautiful on both sides. And for as long as I've been alive, it's never looked like that. I just 
just can't believe what they're doing to this river. For the Texans of Eagle Pass, the Rio Grande is not just a border, but a way of life, a beauty now threatened by barbs and buoys. The whole banks, they're gone. These islands, four of them, they're gone. How do you think I feel? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I care. This is about the river. We joined Jesse Fuentes on the water to kayak to the state's new buoy barriers. He's trying to take them out and take Governor Abbott to court. Our community's hurting, our culture's hurting, our reputation is hurting, I'm hurting, the river's hurting. So, I mean, solve the problem. <laughs> After a long kayak through the Rio Grande, we arrived at the edge of these thousand feet of buoy barriers that have sparked controversy nationwide but don't appear to be stemming migration in Eagle Pass. On the way here, we witnessed at least two dozen migrants make their way across the shallow ends of this buoy barrier, avoiding this area altogether. And if people don't take care of it, everybody's gonna suffer. Suffering was already painfully apparent. Cries pierced the early morning as we passed migrants young and old reaching the razor wire undeterred by the buoys. A better future, Joanina says. After a 20-day journey from Venezuela, that motivation pulls stronger than the current. In Eagle Pass, Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. Governor Greg Abbott says the state is getting tougher on street racing and some of the street takeovers that we've seen here in Austin recently. He actually signed a bill a pair of bills yesterday at a ceremony in Fort Worth. They give law enforcement power to crack down on people involved in street takeovers. If you're doing donuts, we intend to arrest you and put you behind bars where you can be for years. Is dangerous, deadly dangerous. The laws Abbott signed at the ceremony give police and prosecutors more tools, including the ability to seize a car if it was part of a street takeover. Now this comes, as we mentioned, DPS made arrests for the street takeovers that we saw here in Austin over the past weekend. So the arrests are new. Troopers arrested a 19-year-old for evading arrest or detention with the vehicle. They also took his car. In a separate incident, DPS trooper attempted to initiate a traffic stop on a car driving recklessly with no headlights. It later crashed. The charges for that driver are pending because the person is still in the hospital. Barton Hills Farms says it is closing permanently in Bastrop. It's known as an agritainment venue hosting a fall festival, corn maze, and pumpkin patch each fall and other events throughout the year. The owners did not give a reason for the permanent closure, but they did write on social media. Since 2012, it has been a delightful experience serving you all. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns go back to practice this afternoon and then they'll go primetime on Friday night to wrap up the first few days of training camp. They open up in the afternoon against Rice, so Steve Sarkeesian said we've got to play in the heat. A little different now in training camp because they've been together all summer, been working out. Coaches have been able to be a part of it, so this is just that next step, but obviously a huge one. But before they put the pads on, they only work out with helmets, so getting a feel for things is a little more difficult for the coach. All in all, you know, like I say, the first day is a little bit difficult to evaluate because, you know, we're, we're in helmets and, and you can't really get a gauge from a physicality standpoint of where everybody's at. 
Um, but the intent felt right. Um, the focus, the communication was really good. I thought the pass game was really good today. I thought Quinn played really, really well. One of the better practices he's had since I've been here. Uh, I thought Malik and Arch uh, both took strides from spring to, to training camp, which was really encouraging. I was, I was proud of the work they did. Speaking of Quinn Ewers, a much different look for the Longhorn quarterback than last year. Superficial as it may be. Well, Steve Sarkeesian knows that that was a hot topic last year, and this one is a topic for a different reason. I didn't mind the mullet, but I also, but I also know what perception is, right. right? And like we talked about with him, you know, right now you're, you're, the perception of you is preceding you before you meet anybody. And so sometimes you need to change the perception so that people really get to know you. And I think that Quinn has worked at that over the last you know, seven, eight months, and I think he's starting to see the value in that uh, of who he is. Quinn's a great guy, super coachable, really good teammate, um, very humble, hardworking. Um, you know, he, he, he cares for the people around him, and I don't know if everybody knew that about him a year ago, but now I think people are starting to understand that about him. And we've got the NFL tonight right here on NBC. It's the Hall of Fame game. The Browns and the Jets from Canton, Ohio at 7 o'clock. Back to you. Roger, thank you. For those of you listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Let me tell you what's ahead on KXAN News Today in the 5 o'clock hour. Today, former President Donald Trump is facing a judge in a D.C. courtroom why there could be a conflict of interest in the case. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.